Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Blake. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about, Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more. Yep, they've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, brave and cage warriors with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at Phil underscore Supreme or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin as ever. Beside me, Blake Harrison. You all right? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Oh, well, that's a lie. I'm smiling because we've already recorded this episode that people are about to hear. And the reason we are smiling... Well, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you do the, uh, the, the, the intro, Blake, because it is a belter of an episode. Oh, well, we, we're with a guy that's coming to... Uh, you know, everyone's consciousness within the MMA world, probably more recently, if you're a... An uber fight fan, you might have seen him fight in other organizations, but uh, he made a real name for himself at UFC 268 at MSG. His smile and his personality is absolutely infectious. He's one of the most positive, friendly, just warm, lovely people you'll ever meet. I, I say this to him in the interview. He's kind of the antithesis of the, the stereotype of... Uh, uh, the, the kind of like thuggish fighter that everyone likes to try and pretend MMA athletes are. He's the complete antithesis of that. Such a friendly, warm bloke. He's a heavyweight that's only about five foot nine, but he throws spinning wheel kicks and spinning hook kicks, tornado kicks and the like, and he celebrates with a front flip landing on his ass that he has nicknamed the, uh, the fat man front flip. And uh, it's just... It's just a cracking interview. I mean, what else is there to say? Nothing. Let's just get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Chris Beast Boy Barnett. 
Chris Barnett, so happy for you to be here, mate. Really, it's a real privilege for us to have you on the show. Um, how are you? I'm good, man. Can't complain. I'm here, live, breathing, so I'm good. <laughs> and what time is it over there now? You're about, what, like 10 a.m. or something like that? Yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 10 we're, yeah. A little early for most, but you know, not this guy. <laughs> yeah. What time? Are you up early in the morning? So you, are you an yeah. early riser? I got babies, so yeah, we're up, we're up, man. Uh, so yeah, we're up early. <laughs> how old are the babies? Uh, six and eight. Uh, my daughter's six eight, and eight. My son is six. Yeah. Perfect. I've got an eight-year-old daughter myself and a, a four-year-old as well. So the, my eight-year-old sleeps quite well. The four-year-old, about five thirty a.m., he's jumping on your face, I'm saying, you. "Hey, what are we doing? Hey, what are we doing?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Saying he wants breakfast, you take him downstairs for breakfast, and all he wants to do is play. He's like, I thought you were hungry. Nah, yeah, I just want to play. Five minutes ago, you said you were hungry. Now you yeah. want to play. You know what? Yeah. We, we got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so I mean, here the, the the confusing thing I, I realized is I was like, oh, Chris Barnett, he's he, you know he lives in Atlanta. He sounds very American. But <laughs> were you were you born in Spain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my father was in the Air Force, so I, that, right. that's my little my little cheat code for it uh, of being born there or whatever. But um, but yeah, my father was in the Air Force. It was going to be Germany technically. But like they got, it was like a last minute call to get them over to Spain. But um, but yeah, yeah, that that's my little uh, my in and out with the with the with me repping that Spain flag. I mean, you know, that's where I was born, so you know, I got to rep. You know, <laughs> how long were you there for? Uh, maybe five, six years at the most. You know, it wasn't very long. And then on top of that, being on that Air Force base, you you don't speak anything but English, anyways. Like that was their whole thing. Right. They were more. They were more willing to try to speak us or kill. Ooh, sorry. Try to make us speak English than than Spanish, anyway. So that was another reason why. But you know, they teach us uh, Spanish and whatnot in high school over here, and I still didn't learn it. So you know, <laughs> throw the excuses aside. It's my own fault, you know. But uh, but yeah. So if any uh, Spanish media outlets are like, "Oh my God, he's Spanish," you're gonna be like, uh, "No, every no, every time <laughs> I feel so bad because they'll come up to me and it's like, "Hola, cómo se llama?" I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did the, uh, the the world of combat sports present itself to uh, a young lad on a military base in Spain? Um, honestly, the way the way I got into it was my brother got picked on a lot when he was little, right? So my dad threw him into uh, uh, I think it was actually like Kempo first, really. Um, so they they did that for a hot minute. And then when we got to the States, same issues going on. My dad was like, all right, there's no Kempo here, so let's try this new style. Threw him into Taekwondo, and uh, he saw the results for him. And immediately, it was pretty much as soon as I could start kicking, they were like, hey, you know what you're going to sign up for? Taekwondo. And then I was that child that needed it anyways. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that that uh that definitely be it right there but uh but yeah i'd say six six ish is when i when i started you know started uh busting a move in taekwondo nice Nice. and was that something that that came quite easy for you yeah because i was like i was always that child that if i saw it on tv i felt like i could do it power rangers doing flips why not like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) why not why can't i do it you know but um 
but yeah, no, it, it came easy just because of one, my imagination. And then two, me seeing my older brother do it, you know, that, that was another thing like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cool guy. If he's doing it, I got to do it too. You know? And so you're right. Say so your parents are both black belts in Taekwondo. Yeah. Every, everybody in the family, uh, even my daughter, she's about to get her black belt. She's got, wow. She's probably got about three more months ish. You know what I mean? To get everything down. She's got to learn all the forms. Her sparring is, we have to tell her calm down when it comes to the sparring, you know what I mean? Uh, but, um, but yeah, everybody in the family is my brother, me. Um, technically the order was my brother and my dad got their black belts. I got mine. And my mom was like, y'all ain't finna leave me behind, you know? So she went ahead and got hers or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, like my brother, my brother's got two, uh, two kids also. And then me having my two, it, it's, you have no choice. It's one of those things in this family. You, 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 you're yeah. going to do Taekwondo. And then if you decide to do something else, cool, 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 cool. But the Taekwondo is going to be in there. So it's the, so the zombie the apocalypse. Has a memo gone around the neighborhood? Like, do not break in the Barnet household. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember definitely growing up, we had this big dog named Nico also. But those were the, those were the two things that were like, Hey man, you you never got to worry about nobody breaking in your house because you just gonna beat them up before they steal anything. And it was like, yeah, yeah, like not only did they have to worry about mom and dad, you know, taking them out, and then I'm coming down the top flight of the steps with the elbow, you know. So yeah, yeah you could you can run up if you wanted to. I'm imagining Nico the dog standing on his hind legs, throwing some spinning wheel kicks. Exactly, just like, yeah. exactly. He had this little spinning tail thing that he could do. Man, it was wild, man. Everybody in the on the hook. That's a great Saturday morning cartoon. Now the Barnetts just right. Like- <laughs> Sign us up. We were the first Incredibles before they were Incredibles, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. We need to make a cartoon of that. That'd be great. I mean, but one thing with your your parents being black belts as well, I think I've heard you say is that you got this amazing uh, knockout finish over John Volante and you get home and I think, was it your dad that was like criticizing your technique a little my bit? mom and my pops. Like, it was just like, <laughs> the, the fact hell? that I just got like, like knockout of the year contender yeah. uh, you know, at MSG. Forget all that. My mom, first thing she said out the gate was, so a spinning wheel kick. That's what we're going to call that. That's a spinning wheel kick. I was like, mom, I didn't control it. They had all control. I didn't, you know, I didn't tell them <laughs> that that was the move, you know, uh, before, like literally before I went out there, my pops, Hey, look, I know you think you're good, but I'm gonna let you know. You ain't the best, but you need to be the best tonight. And it's like, wait, what are you telling me? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm confused. I'm good, but I'm not. I need to be better. At, you know what I mean? But that's that's always been their mo, you know. And but it's they get they they know that it's gonna make me push to be better. Not not in a way of oh my god, mom, why are you saying no, 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 no? Like she's she's critiquing me for a reason. Like you know what I mean? I'll. They give me the praise, not the, you know, not the way I quote unquote wanted of, oh my God, yes, baby. It's, I guess that kid was all right. I guess, I guess you did okay, you know. And, but I know deep down inside, I know what that really means, you know. So I'm like, thanks God, I'll take that, I guess, you know, and keep it moving. But, but yeah, no, they, they definitely got onto me about, uh, about some things. He goes, you need to step more when you're doing the kick. You know, you could have, you did, you could have did the spin a lot better if you would have. And it's like, thanks, Dad. You know, I won, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget all that. The kick didn't look good. And it's like, all right, I got it. I got it. Yeah, just flash that 50k bonus check around. It's like, right? It, it was good enough for Dana. 
They don't. No, like, they, no. My thing with them, the, 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 okay, yeah, all that money's cool, right? So you remember when you was living here, right? You remember you didn't cut the grass on that one Thursday. So you somebody, like, word? All right, I got you. I got you. Stu, you need to take some tips. Stu's got teenage daughters, and I think you could take some tips from Absolutely. that. Just like, when they get when they get big time, you're like, do you remember that one time when you didn't clean your room? <laughs> Hold it to I mean, talking about the, the, the Volante fight, before we even get to the fight, uh, I, I, I want to ask, we, we often ask fighters um, about their sort of pre, pre-fight pre routine in, in the room before they walk out, and then what's going through their mind uh, in that walkout. Um, if you're ever going to make the most of a walkout, I mean, Chris, you've done that. <laughs> uh, and I just want to know, um, was you planning on doing that? Uh, just talk us through what you do before you walk out, and then and then give us the lead up to then. Obviously, you know, walk out of the year. It's weird, like being in this this game for as long as I've been in there. You start to figure out little things, you know. Um, we're back there in that back for it's it's literally a hurry up and wait. Like, um, so you're sitting back there, you'll get ready and they'll be like, Hey, 15 minutes, you're on 15 minutes might turn into 30, 30 might turn into 45 with an intermission, you know? So you just got ready. You did all these things to get ready. And they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, you can come back down. We got an intermission. And you're like, man, look, the way my body's set up, I can't get ready every 15 minutes until y'all, you know, let me get out there, you know. So my thing is with that dancing, again, with the cheat code, man, you get a chance to warm back up technically. Like if you if you watch the way I dance and move, there's no way you're not going to start sweating. There's no way you're not going to get that heart rate up. So the dancing, it looks great and cool, but it's really helping me out. Like uh, like it. it it takes that 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 five minutes that they quote unquote tell you you're in the bullpen and you're supposed to be ready. And then next thing you know, oh yeah, wait, the fight's still going. You know, you're expecting, okay, this guy's good. It's probably gonna be like one round, one round, that's about it. You know, no, it goes all three. So now you're you just got sweaty and now you're cold. So that's happened. That happened at MSG for me because we thought uh we thought Jacoby was, you know, him being his background and stuff, we were like, all right. One round, you know, we got to get ready. No, went all three, got out there, got to the little tunnel, and they're like, okay, wait, they've got to say something on the TV thing first. And I was like, y'all just need to come get me when I'm ready, please. But I don't want to put nothing else. So uh, they, you know, we, we finally went out, and I, saw, I heard that I heard the crowd, and I was like, oh, God, they're not booing yet. So let me go ahead and, ah, and then I go nuts, which technically is just warming me up, getting me ready for the fight, man. So, yeah, that's my that's my little secret uh, cheat code dancing. I hope now some people can't dance now. I hope not everybody's going to try to take this. You know, I don't want nobody out there breaking ankles before they walk out to the ring. But, you know, some guys will jog down there. The jog is too fast. You need to dance. I'm telling you right now, you want your heart rate up. You want to start sweating. Get your dance on. <laughs> Have you ever read it the other way around where you're like, okay, we've got some time. I'll just do a light warm up. And then they're like, let's go. You're on now. Several times. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually better that way. There, you could, <laughs> you could ask people that have been around me for fights. I'm that guy that's sleeping two minutes before the fight. Sometimes they're like, Chris, <laughs> you're on deck. And I'm like, yeah, hang on. I need, I need this last 30 seconds. You, you got to walk away. <laughs> like you're interrupting it right now. You know? So I've literally, I've been, I've been on both, both spectrums of it, but um, I prefer that. I prefer the, 
hey, Chris, right now, man, that makes me excited. That gets my heart going. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we finally get to go. I hate the, all right, Chris, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. What? <laughs> Why would you do that to me? <laughs> And, and well, well, let's talk about the fight as well. And that that you know the the finish was was spectacular, and and what I I mean the, the uh, and the show of respect between you was was wonderful. It was you know there seemed to be so much love between uh, Valente and yourself. And and I just want to know, you know, obviously you've just got this highlight knockout over him. And what what was kind of you know if you if you're happy to talk about it, what was sort of said between you? Because it seemed like there was a lot of respect and love there. Yeah, um, I'd say our 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 um, pendulum point would be Stipe. He is the 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 what would be the quote unquote connector. Everybody's connected somehow, you know, some way. Stipe is ours. If you get a guy like if you've ever met or talked to a guy like Stipe, you know, if anybody's friends with him, you can easily be friends with them because of how Stipe carries himself and who Stipe is as a person, you know. So. The fact that I knew that they were really good, like like uh, they'll say best friends, you know. So uh, the fact that I knew that they were best friends and Volante has trained also at Strong Style, um, I knew that it wasn't going to be one of those like, you know, this dude's going to come out and say this about me, this about me. Like my first interview I actually did about the fight, it was I feel like I'm fighting a friend. And what's cool about fighting friends is I like the best of my friends, you know, when it comes to especially when it comes to sparring and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you always want to be able to have that one. You always want to be that guy in the group that's like, ah, but you remember that one time. Right. You know, so. Not to say it like that, but I feel like I have that over our little circle now. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, our, our 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 connection really played a big part with uh, with Stipe just being who he is. And then you really look at who uh, who Gian is. He's basically he was basically a 185 Stipe. Like, you know what I mean? Like the way he fought, the way he was, who he was as a character and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, like you can't be. I couldn't go in there with with any kind of disrespect after me doing what I do as a fighter, like to to dive in deep to to who I'm fighting. The guy had everything positive, like he football coach, just had a baby, just got a house, beautiful wife, uh, what what twenty two month old child, uh, uh, son. You know what I mean? Looking to be the wrestling coach and the football coach, like. Like literally, even when I, when I got out there before the fight, I, <laughs> there's a picture of them going trick or treating. Man, I might sound like a stalker or whatever, but I was like, man, man, oh man, like he's he sure is happy right now, you know. <laughs> but uh, but like, there was nothing there. Like you know, what I mean, like you might be able to find something on a fighter, be like, oh, one time he punched the guy at a stadium, and you're like, oh, I hate him for that. There, I couldn't even find that on 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 John. Like everything, like he had just given like Christmas gifts to some kids like a while back and you know what I mean so like it was like literally everything that you could possibly find positive I found it couldn't find any dirt you know so that that definitely made it that much easier to be more of a competition than us actually fighting is this a regular thing for you then to kind of like because everyone like we talk to they're like oh I'll watch tapes on my opponent but that's about them as a fighter you seem to be researching these people as human beings is that a regular thing for you yeah uh John Jones said it in one of those embeddeds a long time ago. He was like, I study my impo- uh, my opponent to the T. Like, I get all the way down because me being human, I get that things aren't always going to go. Everything's not 
glitter, you know, just because it shines, you know, um, with that, you can you can take so much from a social media page. Say, for instance, say, for instance, John and his wife were going through something the week of the fight. I was looking for stuff like that. Like I was looking for oh, I can't stand when people don't take out the trash when you ask him to take out the trash, you know, little stuff like that, because I know his mind is not fully focused and that helps me push forward. It could have been fully focused, but reading that type of stuff makes me be like, OK, I got it. He's not fully focused. Let me go ahead and do something 10 times more because I know he's not thinking about that right now. You know, so to to dig deep into the to, to your opponent sometimes can get scary because you find out stuff you don't want to find out. You'd be like, God, <laughs> but like <laughs> but it helps out. It helps out with like with, with what I have to do mentally to get ready for these fights. Like it gives that extra drive, that extra push. Like, for instance, with the Jones, you know, Jones is going to be working 10 times harder because if you look at his page, he's posting the videos. They could be old. He could be messing with me, but he's posting it. Right. So automatically I'm thinking I have to go do 10 times more than what he just did in that video. You know, so I like the whole digging deep. And it's not really that hard, especially now today with the Internet. Nice. You literally type in like three words. You can find so much fake or, you know, fake or true. <laughs> uh, you can find so much about somebody. Is that ever something you would like use in like trash talking, press conference type stuff? Because you seem like just like a really nice, friendly bloke. I can't imagine you using it. But would you ever have been in a press conference and be like, John, I hear your wife's not happy with you because you didn't take out the trash. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> hey man, look, I went I went to City Shows High School. You you either had to you either had to be an athlete, no jokes. And I was fortunate. Uh, I was fortunate to do to do be able to do both, you know. Because if you weren't, you on that other side of getting clowned and everything. So if we came down to like a roast or something, I'm, I'm I I know how to use it without being disrespectful, but to make people laugh and to make you yeah. think like, how does he know this type of stuff? You know what I mean? So yeah, now I can play the mental game, and I got some jokes. I got some jokes up my sleeve for folks, you know, just in case it does get to that point uh, ever. But um, but honestly, the way I try to look at it is. You hear fighting, you know, UFC, you, you think fighting me. I think of it as a competition because in competition, I'm just trying to be better than you. I ain't trying to hurt you. I ain't trying to do all this or whatever. At the end of the day, we're both going to be cool in a fight. Nah, I'm trying to hurt you in a fight. I'm trying to hurt you, you know, but a competition, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make sure I look better than you. like, I'm going to make sure I get more oohs and ahs mm. to win. You know what I mean? Instead of just trying to go out there and mutilate you. Like I get it at the end of the day, like I always say, we're all human when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? So I get that in a fight, something bad might happen. I'm going to feel a certain way, but during the fight, we're in a competition. So therefore that, I can cut that off. I can cut that all. Oh, I don't need to hit him so hard. No, I need to hit him hard to get out of this competition so I can talk to him later about, hey, man, remember that one time I hit you real hard? You know what I mean, type thing, you know. But, um, but yeah, like, it, it, it's, it, it, I'll say with me, it, it falls back on the whole Taekwondo thing. We're just in competition. Like, I, I've had to get beat up by my brother while we're doing Taekwondo and had to sit in the same car next to him after somebody just beat you up and you're just like... Ooh, if I just had like some ice right now, I throw it in your face, you know, like, so I, I like it, it's more to me. It's not it's fighting. Yes. But it's a competition over that over that the grueling or, you know, let's fight. And do, is it a preference for you of like, would you rather fight someone where you found out something you think, oh, they're not a very nice person? Or do you like fighting the people where you go, oh, no, they're really like John, like the really nice, positive human being. Do you have a preference? It's 
I have I have better outcomes with the people that are positive because I know there's there's no ill will in it. When there's someone you find out something about somebody, you're kind of like, and you get that you get that grunt. You know, I mean, you throw your overhand right sloppy instead of just throwing it the way you right. know you would against you know one of uh, somebody else. So I prefer somebody. That's one reason why I called out like at the time I called out a Walt Harris because. Walt Harris, beautiful person, like just everything about him. Everything's great. But I also know he's a great fighter also. You know what I mean? And I know he's going to bring the best out of me, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, especially like uh, with me, I would definitely prefer a, uh, a, a I don't want to say smarter fighter or whatever, but like somebody that's more passionate about it because I know I'm going to get that. Like what, Max Holloway and uh, what was it? Uh, what was Rodriguez. It? Rodriguez, like that type of fight. You know what I mean? Those are two passionate dudes that love this sport, that that think they're the best, you know what I mean, type thing. And that's exactly the outcome that you're going to get every time. And then look at the fight after. My man ran up to him after the fight to the ambulance to make sure, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I just want to let you know, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, those those fights right there are, are will bring the best out of me. I, I with me and with, with me and Gian, like. I knew he 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 had the power, knocking out what the Corey Andersons and doing stuff like that. You know, I knew it was there and I knew I had to be on point because one, this guy's retiring. So, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to go out and give, you know, his all type thing. But uh, but yeah, I definitely prefer a fighter that has that same mindset because the the big angry ogre guys, I've always got a recipe for it. Always got a recipe for it. The other dudes, it forces you to think. It makes that chess game of what this actual martial art is, you know. Um, And it, it forces you to be a better fighter. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Stipe earlier. Um, am I right in saying that you've you've been, you know, somebody that's put themselves forward to help other high-level fighters in their training camps? Yes, uh, that that's that's <laughs> that was my way. I don't want to say. And that was that was my way of building confidence. Honestly, I knew I could bring something to the table with these guys. So my first camp, 
technically was with an Alistair Overeem. Uh, the, my actual coach now, Scott Barrett, invited me down to the Black Zillions because Alistair was running through everybody. He was hurting everybody in the gym. It was what it was. This, this is, I don't even call him Alistair during this time. I call him Ubery because he was somebody different. Uh, so, like, literally, I got down there, and it was <laughs> – I drove 10 hours to get down there to show up to have to spar Alistair 30 minutes of me getting down there. So I drove 10 hours straight to spar Alistair Overeem pretty much. And it, he is who he is. Like there's, there's no, there's nothing to say. As I walk in the gym, I should have known. I see, I see guys like Eric Prindle at the time he was the Bellator champ. He's over there doubled over holding his stomach. Um, I see, I see, uh, I see, uh, Ryan Jimmo, uh, RIP to Ryan Jimmo, but Ryan Jimmo, he's over there, you know, like, oh, like dead. And, and, and then they, they look at me like, Hey man, it's your turn. I said, y'all, y'all know, I just got here. Right. Like I just showed up. Yeah. I ain't getting no orange juice, no coffee, no pancakes, no nothing, but y'all want me to go ahead and spar him. So me and him go and it's a solid, a solid five minutes. And uh, this is, and I'm also, I'm like 320, you know, out of shape. I shouldn't be here. It, let's just call it what it is. I shouldn't be here, but I give him one of his best rounds because he doesn't end me in a minute, 30 seconds. He's forced to actually work. Alistair falls in love with me right there, right there. He's trying to get me, uh, trying to get Glenn to sign me like uh, um, that day, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was my first introduction. And I, I got to see what those knees actually felt like and he he got mad at me that I could take the knee I really didn't take the knee I got a really good poker face he hit me with the knee and I was like oh that's all you got <laughs> meanwhile holding throw up back you know uh <laughs> but yeah man like and then and then after that it's like I gained his respect there so Anybody else they brought in, he'd be like, yeah, watch this. And I'm like, oh, cool. As long as you ain't doing it to me, you know, you need me for wrestling next <laughs> round, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, coming in and helping those dudes has always, it made me better. So they didn't know that secretly I'd be coming in, but I'd be planning fights because I just got a great camp with Alistair. I'm about to go fight whoever. They're not Alistair. And you could tell the fights that I actually was in camp with them and the confidence that I exuded when I was in the ring. You know, the huge difference between fighting the Stipe and then fighting this guy, they're not Stipe, especially, you know, when you when I'm training with Stipe, when he's the five time, you know, world champ or the three time world champ, you know, helping him get ready. But, um, but no, I, even to this day, like right now, if they were to call or if anybody's willing to call, I get the work that I, um, I understand the work that I'll get from helping them out. So I'm more than happy to go to go honestly anywhere really to help out, you know, like even even if the guy I'm fighting was like, hey, man, you can come out and help me out with the camp. Sure. I got you for like a week, man. And then after that, you know, we got to figure it out. But I'm I'm that open, you know, what I mean, to go help out. So and how does that work? Do they pay for like all of your like they, they put you up, they sort out your food and all that stuff. Do you get a wage? Like, how does that work? So I've always wondered when people are going, oh, we're going to get a specialist in for this training camp. Are they kind of taking care of you financially for something like that? Or is it like, hey, I'm Alistair Overeem or I'm Steve Miocic. It's a pleasure for you to come and help me with my camp. And it works like that. How does it work? Yeah, I can, I can say definitely the first time with uh, with Alistair, it was my pleasure to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> to take those knees. <laughs> you yeah, loved every second of holding back that throw up. But, um, but it changed up once they saw the actual core value I, I could bring. Like... This guy's hurt. Okay, Chris has already got his gear on and in here. Like I would, I would make sure 
they brought me in for a reason. Let me make sure this guy's at the best of his ability, you know? Um, like even, even like, uh, cause I remember at one point at, with, with the Stipe camp, I was the only person, like, I mean, Jeff Hughes was getting ready for a fight or something like that. So I was the only person that they had to use. So I knew me being my best is going to help them be their best. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, I can judge where I'm at. Even I can sit back and honestly be honest with myself and go, do I, do I think I can make it in the UFC? If I'm hanging with the Stipe, if I'm hanging with the Alistairs, if I'm hanging with the Jones and I'm hanging with the DCs, there's no reason I should not be in the UFC. You know what I mean? So that was a, a really good gauge that helped me, you know, not give up either, you know, because you get to these places where those doors are closed. No, people are telling you, no, you got your own management team betting against you type stuff. You know what I mean? In fights and you're like, word. Like, <laughs> um, so to go to these camps before fights and stuff, it helped build that confidence back up huge, you know, and then the words that they're giving you um, as you're there, like I can say, I get it as a fighter. I'm not going to go ask a low level fighter. Hey man, you need to pay me X, this, 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 and that. I'm really not going to ask at all, but with the Alistairs and the Stipe, I, not to say that money is, you know, a, a, some type of show of, of respect or whatever. I know for a fact, they respect me for what they gave me out of camps. They were giving me more than I was making in fights sometimes. That like just to let you know, like yeah, like it was it was crazy, or maybe to let you know how bad some of the promotions I fought for. But they were, <laughs> well, yeah, they, yeah. They were, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they were they were giving me more than uh, than I was making at fights, and I almost became that. Yo, I could just be a real live walking around dummy making more for for training folks than I do for fighting, and I never have to have that that anxiety of actually fighting. I just have to go get beat up, you know, twice a month and then I'm good. You know what I mean? Type thing. But, but no, no, it, it worked out for the best, but, uh, but yeah, no, the top level guys, they, they take care of you. Not, not that you should expect it because you should be honored to be able to work with them. But if they're bringing you in, it's kind of like, Hey, look now, you know, and this is, yeah. I felt bad because I had guys come in for this camp. Um, a guy from Arkansas, actually, he came in and helped me out. And I told them straight up, I was like, look, I get it. I get y'all are driving from Arkansas. That's like an eight hour drive. I get that y'all have to put up for the hotel. I tried to do all this stuff, but you get guys like that. Like for instance, this, his name's Cody Beck. He had the same mentality that I have. I understand that if I go out and I go out there and help him, there's going to be open. More doors are going to open for me helping him than me trying to finagle him and get money out of him. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But again, like I've asked him for his PayPal at least three times. He won't let me because what he learned from us when he came out this way. That's love. That's, that's love. I love that kind of like that community feel. Yeah, of it all. Like just like obviously, should when you're making money, yeah, you give back, but when you're mm -hmm. making less money, you're not so much. It is that community thing. Uh, you exactly. help me eventually I'll help you or I'll open doors for you and stuff like that. That's a lovely thing. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, we're in the UFC and uh, you've just sure. come off the back of an amazing win. So tell us what's happening. Man, nothing really to be honest with you. <laughs> nothing. Like, <laughs> I was talking to this uh, to this guy the other day, and I was telling him like those Instagram them that the, that little blue check doesn't equal up to a real check. Like all those folks in there, <laughs> you don't get a dollar per you know per per person that follows you. If that that'd be a different case right now, but uh, but no. As far as as far as like, I'll say 
mindset, I'm always going to be me, man. I got a great team around me that keeps me humble, keeps me down to earth, um, lets me know if I'm getting out of, you know, out of hand. Like, hey, man, you really? That's how you that's how we talking now. And it's like, oh, my bad. Why don't you why don't you say something? Why don't you smack me during the, you know, during the interview type thing? But um, but that's about it. Honestly, the only difference is I'm doing more interviews and I'm able to actually get what I've always wanted to get out there. Like the the positivity, the 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 like the me being me, the it's okay to be yourself type vibe. You know what I mean? I love that I'm getting out there. Like the messages I'm getting now from folks are, yo, I never thought that I could. I saw you. I know I can now type thing. And you're like, boom, that's exactly what I was going for, you know? But, um, but yeah, now the, the popularity and the quote unquote fame and all that stuff, it, it'll never, it'll never feel like that to me unless I'm in some type of like, Hollywood movie or something like that's the only time I'll actually ever feel it. But when you're doing what you love, it's not, it's not work. You know what I mean? I feel like fame and work are coincide. Like you have to do those two together. I'm not working. I'm having fun. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the grueling trainings and whatnot, even those are fun because I love to see on Monday, I can only do eight. Okay. So by, by Friday, I should be able to do 10 or 12. Like I love that growth uh process that goes along with it but yeah never 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 gonna change man i'll always I'll always be this guy right here man <laughs> and, and in terms of the 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 ufc and 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 how much it was for you to kind of to get there we spoke to ian gary uh a little while ago who was on the same card as you who um mm. i don't know if he fought maybe immediately after you i'm not sure but um he was he's a very confident young man you know he he's he's quite you know op- openly you know very self assured but even he said when he made that walk cuz that was his UFC debut at, at MSG he said when he made that walk and Bruce Buffer was announcing his name he did get a moment of oh fuck I'm I'm here I'm I'm in the <laughs> UFC and he's 23 years old you know you're a 35 year old man that, that that's worked far longer and harder than he has to get to this mm. point that first fight um, against Rothwell, how like when you're just just making that walk and warming up in the back, and Bruce Buffer or whoever announcing your name, did you get that feeling of being a little bit overwhelmed, or was it oh, all yeah. kind of like, hey, I've 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 been around the block a few times, I know what I'm doing? Yeah, no, my my, my team uh, what was it, Scott and Ty Duffy himself? They were trying to feed that to me. They were like, "Hey, man, you've been here before, almost thirty fights." Da da da. It sounds great. It sounds fantastic. And then if you can dial into it, it it you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you walk out them doors and <laughs> and your music's playing, and you finally get that. Oh, wow. I'm making this walk. This walk is the walk I'm making. Like, everybody's watching. Like, there's there's no, okay, I know if I go fight in Korea, they're not going to see this until, you know, 6 a.m. I got time to make excuses. Like, take they No, everybody's watching this. You know, right now, it's different, man. Like, I, I, I even heard uh, DC after watching the fight, he goes, that first UFC fight, those jitters are real. And the fact that I had to fight a Ben Rothwell on yeah. eight days notice as my first UFC fight, nerves, man. Yeah. I, I wish I had nerves because all I had was fear. Like, I wish I had nerves. There was no nerves anymore. It was just like, who they got you fighting the guy that knocked out your training partner. Ben <laughs> Rothwell knocked out Alistair Overeem. Let's like, like we, we can't forget yeah. that. Like, 
he knocked out the guy that I've I've been trying to knock out during these training camps. You know what I mean? He did that. You know, so and let's not forget, Alistair had a really good fight against Rothwell until the third round. He was doing like fantastic. I blame that on Roy Jones because Roy Jones showed up around that time and he was like, "Oh yeah, I can put my hands down." Roy, no man, he, he's not you, you know. But uh, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. But um, but yeah, man, like Ben did what he he knew a first timer was gonna do in there. One at the apex in Vegas, the cage is a lot smaller. So Ben knew, like he knew that if he crashed in on me, I wasn't gonna be able to breathe. Boy, oh boy, was he right. Like <laughs> he knew my camp was gonna be short. He knew the air, like the air situation. Uh everything that was that could have been great for him was like in his in his court. I had I had literally what they call the puncher's chance. That was literally a fight of a puncher's chance. The four ounce gloves. Let's hope I land something that's going to crack him and make him fall, which Ben isn't that dude. Even if you watch his last fight, he was still he was he was getting let's just, you know, call it what it is. He was getting beat up and he was still going like technically you could have let that fight go a little bit because he probably would have got punched and came back too and kept wrestling, you know. So Ben is Ben is that dude. Ben's the guy you have to train to go uh what three fives with there there's no ifs ands or buts about it because you you might get that lucky punch but if you don't ben's in the pocket with you little did i know i didn't know his pocket was that big and he was gonna <laughs> he's gonna swallow me <laughs> completely in his pocket you know which uh which uh real cool dude he actually gave me a shout out after my last fight you know what i mean i, I tried to do the same with this uh um with his last one because we're, we're technically under the same uh management umbrella which you really don't see guys under the same management umbrella fighting each other um, because, you know, oh, no, I, I trained with that guy. No, Ben, again, great dude. He was like, no, nah, forget it. I don't care if we're signed by the same people. Let's fight. You know, cool thing there. But, um, but yeah, no, um, <laughs> that first fight, those jitters, it being a guy like Ben, everything was down. I didn't dance. People like people called me out on that. They were like, I knew you were gonna lose, man. You didn't dance when you came out. I said, Wow, you got a point. <laughs> I was like, Oh wow, you really do got a point. You know, I didn't I didn't do my because I'll, I'll raise my hand. I, um, I don't know. People are uh, Dragon Ball Z fans. Goku, he does this thing to where he gets people's energy. Me, when I'm raising my hands, that's what I'm doing. I'm summoning all the energy. And you call it what you want, I can feel it. I can feel it. When I did that in New York, I was like, oh, so this is what it's like to go Super Saiyan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it, it was an amazing feeling, you know, uh, especially thinking I was going to get booed at MSG and the way they, you know, the way they came out. But uh, but yeah, the difference in that, man, like you could see it. You could see I came out. I like people have been telling me it was like you own that building. It was like you've been there before. I felt like that. I felt like I had embodied Michael Jordan and we were just coming back to do, to put up 50 more points. That's exactly how I felt, you know? Um, but yeah, no, no, th those jitters are, it's a real thing. And I've been in every organization I feel like, and I didn't feel it the way I felt it when I was at that UFC fight. Well, I mean, you, you dealt with it so well and you, 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 you would like, you're kind of like a, a computer game character now, anyway. I think there's probably a lot of people that have like got the UFC four game. They're like, I need to create Chris Barnett because you've. Got have you not seen the the memes and stuff online? They've got me fighting Bruce Lee, Tyson Fury. I'm like, y'all better chill. Y'all gotta chill right now. I'm gonna check those out. But um, but it's true because you've got you've got every bit. It's almost like old school WWE type stuff. You you've got the signature walkout now. 
You're shouting, <laughs> let's go every time. Like, I've watched a few of your other fights as well. You're shouting, let's go before let's the go, fight. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. Let's go. 2K, got, let's uh, go. <laughs> the, an awesome fight style. And then you've got the celebration. You coined it the fat man front flip. Uh, like, <laughs> where, like, where did that come from? Because you've had every stage of it. It's like, this guy is the character from a computer game. Like, where did the celebration come from? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, like, honestly, just it's entertainment, man. I, I've been in the stands paying that large amount of money to watch two grown men fight. I get it. And when when, when I went, people weren't doing what I was doing. So I was like, ah, I'm just watching guys fighting. Had somebody come out dancing and everything. Yo, take another take another 50 from me. Take another 100 from me. I'm yeah. here for that. That's what I'm here for, you know. Yeah. So with my mindset of that. I know these people are here to see me from the beginning, during the fight, and at the end. If you really want to look up some stuff, I, I got knocked out during the fight. Knocked out, clean, cold out, sleep, all the way gone. Woke up, started breakdancing because the crowd was like, come on, these boys! <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, uh, I got the guy's name, but like literally, like when I went on that little three-fight tear, uh, when, I, when I lost or whatever, three in a row, my second one knocked clean out, woke up and started breakdance. And the, and the ref was like, or not the ref, the doctor goes, I would ask you if you're okay, but you just did like a whole breakdance routine. So uh, I guess just go chill in the back. I don't know what to tell you, you know, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's on there. You know what I mean? So I get that these, these people are paying their hard earned money. And then when I'm getting messages like, Hey man, <laughs> Sometimes I don't even want to watch you dance or watch you fight. I just want to watch you dance. And I'm like, man, I really do need to get this TikTok going, you know. But uh, yeah, you do. but like it, 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 that right there makes me want to perform that much more, you know. So with this on poor love, some people might take this and be like, you know what? We're just going to take this and ride. No, I know now I have to do that much more to make these folks that much happy. You know what I mean? Because there's some folks that I just like to win over. Like uh, half the time, some of my greatest fans are folks that I just end up winning over because <laughs> during that Ben Rothwell fight, a lot of people bet on me, apparently. And I got so many, so many messages of, you know what, man, you made me lose 200. You made me lose this, this, this and that. And I was like, thank you for sending this to me because you just made me want to be that much better. Like a lot of the trolls and stuff expect you to be like, oh, who are you? No, nah, man, fuck that. No, 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 no. You saying that to me makes me want to go out there and prove you wrong, pretty much type thing. You know, um, I've had at least eight come back and be like, "Bruh, you weren't lying." I can't one my <laughs> the best thing about this whole Instagram thing is 
the initial message is, oh my God, I can't believe you actually responded. They'll say the worst <laughs> stuff to you. They were like, you're stupid, fat, ugly, I hate you. Da, 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 da. And then you respond to like me, my response is, wow, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, you actually responded? Dude, I was just joking, but you really did hurt my feelings. And it's like, hey man, if you're hurt, just talk to me. You ain't gotta say, oh, just talk to me. That's it, you know. But but yeah, no, like the that that's definitely a, a driving point with uh with everything now. Like as far as especially as far as the entertainment aspect, like I some dude won eleven thousand dollars off of me uh this last fight, and he messaged Whoa. me, bro. I just want to let you know, I knew it, I knew it, man. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you did. Did you really know it, or <laughs> you know, type thing? But, uh, Send me my cut is what my yeah, response hey, man. <laughs> if I would have got at least. I'll say I got maybe 15 folks talking about something. I made this, I made that, I made this. And I'm like, all right, so how'd y'all make it, huh? Betting on me, right? Okay, suckers, <laughs> y'all better pay me. <laughs> Take me uh, mentality. But but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, like those, those people pay hard-earned money to come out and watch us. I don't want to be what every other fighter has been. Everybody walks out, everybody, you know, you know, everybody to the hardcore music, you know, the ah, DMX or X gonna give it to you, you know. Cool. Man, there's been fights where I come out to, I've literally come out to a circle of life from Lion King, you know, <laughs> which I found out. The drums and circle of life, that that African drum, man, it'll get you ready for a fight for real. But yeah, now, it, it has to be entertaining. Like, yeah. If it's on TV, it needs to be entertaining. That's how I feel. Mate, I mean, we're really aware of time, so I don't want to keep you for too much longer. But I just, you have just such a, a positive, friendly energy about you, which just seems like the complete antithesis of everyone's stereotype <laughs> of what a fighter would be. I mean, do you, do you have moments in life where you meet people, they're like, oh, Chris is a really nice, fun guy. What does he do for a living? You're like, I'm a fighter. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, have you had people change their attitudes towards you when they find out what you do for a living? It's <laughs> the, uh, it works kind of the opposite. So people will ask me what I do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a professional fighter. And they'll be like, where at? A buffet? You ain't fooling me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So it, I'll get that all the time. And I'm just like, man, if you guys knew, and I, I've never been the type to be like, oh yeah, well go Google me then. You can Google me right now, sucker. No, I'll let them go find out on their own. It's when they come back. And like, that's when the whole thing changes. They'd be like, Hey man, why didn't you tell me you like, you could do spin kicks and stuff, or like you could have kicked my head off that day I was talking about you, but you chose not to, man. Why didn't you tell me you were a fighter? I didn't, I, I didn't feel I needed to, you know, like what, what's yeah. the point? Me telling you that I'm a fighter is going to make you do what? Like, honestly, you either a, this is what happens. Either a, they're going to want to try to fight you or figure out. So, Hey, let me try this move real quick. Stop it. Stop. Don't touch me. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Go away. Stop. Or B, the whole respect thing changes. Like, no, treat me how you were going to treat me. Let's just let's just keep it 100 and figure out who you are as a person. I don't need you being nice to me because now you think I can beat you up. I don't need that aspect. I'm not going to try to beat you up. Let's just keep it respectful. Let's be cool and, and, and figure out who we are as people. But now that you figured out I'm a fighter, now you're going to change up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just be you. I need you to be you so I can figure out if I actually want to be around you. I don't yeah. need you to be like, oh, man, you're a fighter. That's so great. Oh, oh, what's it like? And, and no, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. You didn't you weren't going to give me that energy at first. So my thing is keep the same energy that you did when you first saw me. 
If you didn't think I was anything when you saw me, cool. Keep that same energy. When you find out who I actually am, keep the same energy. I'm going to respect you more for keeping that same energy. Like you, I'm going to respect you more for coming up to me and being like, I really still don't think you can fight. I'd be like, cool, thanks. Like, thanks. I, I respect it. Instead of the, oh my God, I saw you do a tornado kick. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, now you've seen it. You know, so no, but yeah. Uh, especially when it when it comes down to that, that, that reverse effect of, man, you ain't no fighter. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. Ain't no way you a fighter. <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> well, Chris, just lastly, um, one more question, if that's cool, before we, we wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, there's, of course. There's, yeah. there's a huge fight coming up uh, in the heavyweight division. And uh, Nganu Garn, just want to know how you see that going. Um, me, I'm on I'm on record. Uh, I'm on record as fanboying out over uh, uh, Cyril Garn. So, yeah. like, that, that's my... <laughs> yeah, I was, literally, I was just playing with him in the UFC game, and I was like, man, this is, this is unfair. This is unfair because his movement and stuff in the game, dude, like he literally moves like a welterweight at heavyweight. Like everything he throws and does, I've in my head, I was like, that's exactly how I'm supposed to look while I'm doing it. But I'm in this body. I'm just trapped in this body. That's all it is. You know? <laughs> I love this body, but I'm just trapped in it. You know? But, but yeah, no, he, I think he presents a lot of problems for a lot of heavyweights, like a lot of heavyweights, what are heavyweights known for? Big knockouts with the hands, you know, this and that. You know, you got your, you know, your Randy Couture's in there that are great wrestlers, your Canes and Brocks or whatever. But at the end of the day, we expect those heavyweights to have the big hands and, and do the big knockouts, whatever. My man has subbed folks. He's kicked folks. He's done the big punches. He's done everything. My whole thing is I'm going to give him tools when we, cause they invited me out actually to MMA factory to, uh, to go train. So that's, you think I wouldn't go sign that? I, I, I literally went to Delta that day and I was like, so two plane tickets and one, one, I ain't bringing them kids. So I'm just going to go by myself when I ain't coming back. <laughs> so one, one way ticket to France is how much, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, man. Um, I think he presents a lot of uh, matchups and mix-ups for folks that that aren't expecting it. Like Stipe beat Nganu the first time because you just you have to be perfect in, against Nganu. Uh, uh, Gain doesn't have to be perfect. He just has to be on. There's a huge difference with that, you know, like. With me fighting Nganu, I have to be perfect. There's like there's there's a way to beat him. I have to be perfect though. He's allowed mistakes because of the power that he exudes. That everything that he has, he's able to make those mistakes. When he meets a guy like Cyril Gan, he he has to be perfect. Both of them have to be on to uh to best the other right there. You know what I mean? There's not a um well, then again, we don't know. We've never seen Cyril's uh, chin. He's been punched, but he ain't been punched by an Nganu, you know? So there's okay. always... There's only one Nganu when it comes to punching power, exactly. though, isn't there? That's you the thing. I mean? So when it when it comes down to it, though, I know with kicking, what you can do with kicking, uh, which, like, the, the, the distance you can keep, the distance you can create, he's a tall heavyweight. So... His legs do what I want my legs to do, <laughs> but but I just I can't get it quite there. I'm working on it, you know what I mean. I can do the spinning stuff and shock you, but like the regular kicks, they're just kind of like this little look at that little leg, look at this little leg. Coming at me, you know? <laughs> you know? But uh, but yeah, no, I, actually, I messaged Pat Barry and uh, 
he's actually going to work with me on getting my kicks like that, you know, Pat Barry's kicks. So we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're working on some things there also, but, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, cereal is definitely the, uh, the, the go-to guy, the go, he, he's going to change a lot of heavyweight styles coming up. Wonderful. Man, that really interesting stuff. Mate, thank you so much for your time. We've really appreciated chatting to you. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me. I can't wait to come back and do it again, to be honest. Absolutely. Yep. We'll, we'll have you again on in a shot, mate. Can't wait to thank see you fight next, mate. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, guys, we're, we're pushing for uh, February. It might be March because, you know, they, they, they got a whole bunch of heavyweights they got to put yeah. out there. But just know if anybody, if anybody hears this and any of you heavyweights all of a sudden get sick and can't fight, my hand is right here, raised, ready to go, you know. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Thanks loads, but, Chris. Have a great day, well, man. Thank you so much. Now, mate. You guys too. Thanks very much. Ah, oh, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, nothing will. <laughs> We're what both just beaming man. right here, right now. <laughs> beaming. He had such a great energy. I, you know, I should have told him this. I forgot to say it. But honest to God, my wife, I've just, I showed her all the stuff at MSG and she's a fan. She's like, the di- oh, the kids have just come in. You can probably hear a shout. Uh, but uh, my wife is now a fan. She's like super, really into like Chris Barnett. But she, she loves the front flip. She loves the dancing, all that stuff. Big fan. And I think that he's one of those guys that can can cross over, can't he? Like, it's not just the super big like fight fans that will go, oh, I really want to uh, watch the Chris Barnett fight. There'll be other people now that go... Uh, sorry, my son's just poking his head in. Uh, they'll, they'll go, oh, I want to watch that guy fight, the guy that does the spinning stuff, the heavyweight that does the front flip at the end. Yeah. But it's just exciting, unique stuff. And he gets it. Mm. What is it? He gets the whole entertainment aspect of it. It's like, which is so great to know, because there's some fighters that you just think, mate, you're a brilliant fighter, but you don't get it. You're, you're just in yep. it for the competition. He gets what the fans want. Yeah. And that, I think, will take you a long way because he's one and one in the UFC. Will he ever fight for a belt? Who knows? We need to see a lot more from him and all that kind of stuff. He's 35 years old. I tell you what, even if he went and hopefully he goes on a big win streak, but even if he lost a few, the UFC would be mad to get rid of him. Absolutely. Because he's entertainment. And for that reason... He'll get new contracts and he'll get and he'll keep fighting in the UFC for as long as he can because he gets the entertainment side of it. Anybody that gets KO'd and comes round straight into a breakdancing <laughs> routine, <laughs> sign me up. Sign me up. Absolutely. I, I really want. I really hope he gets a few fun, fun fights. Yeah. And he gets to showcase himself because again, you know, you, the heavyweight division. You, it's, it's, it's that cliche but you know one shot changes everything you never know what's going to happen in the heavyweight division but if he can just get some fights where he gets to showcase himself and throw those spinning kicks and show us things that you don't see from heavyweights yeah. I think everyone will be a huge fan and wins and losses won't matter Yeah, absolutely. and that's a what a unique position for him to be in two fights into his UFC career and everyone's going to be like Oh mate, I don't care whether you win or lose. I want to see you fight anyway, because I love your style. Kicks with Pat Barry, even better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can't, you can't listen to that interview and talk to that man and not go. I just want the best for you. I yeah. really hope things go well for you. 
so yeah and I'm, I'm in that boat now I just want to see him win and do well and have a, a lovely life just so more than anything he can come back on and we can have another chat with him because I'm still yeah. beaming mate <laughs> absolutely 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 brilliant well look thanks ever so much for listening um, really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving this podcast um, also if, if you are listening do remember that you can watch these as well uh, they're over on YouTube we've got a YouTube channel you can go and watch all of our chats um, over there um, more importantly if you subscribe then you won't miss any any of the future episodes and if this is your first time listening then oh mate you have missed loads what they missed Blake oh my god they've missed uh uh, Paddy the Baddy Pimblet, we've had him on twice. Molly McCann twice. A fantastic chat with Lerone Murphy. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion of the world, who's arguably going to be fighting Max Holloway for a third time at some point soon. We've had him on. Uh, Tyrone Woodley, shirtless in space. Please do check that one out. And, and it is as mad as it says. Uh, weirdly, and Dan Hardy. And there's rumours. I think there's more than rumours. I think there's a contract. Oh, really? I, I say there's a contract, a boxing match in 2022 between Dan Hardy and Tyron Woodley. That's what I think I've seen, heard. I, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. So, yeah, but Dan Hardy was one of my favourite chats. He's so knowledgeable about the sport. Dan Hardy was great. We've had people like Arnold Allen, Jack Shaw, Brett Johns, uh, JJ Wilson over in, in Bellator, who's going to be making his lightweight debut. He was a featherweight, then now lightweight. I mean, he had a fantastic story of like breaking up an armed robbery, getting shot. He can hold his breath for four minutes like Aquaman. Um, and uh, what else was it about? I mean, he was undefeated. There was a few things that basically JJ Wilson is some kind of like superhero. He's, he's, he's all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and yeah, just some phenomenal, phenomenal chats with, with as I said, uh, uh, Ian Gary, another Twice. one, Paul Hughes. Yeah, Ian Gary twice, Paul Hughes, new Cage Warriors uh, interim featherweight champion. I mean, the list goes on and on. Kenny oh, Florian. And a cracker as well, that, you, that if you are going to go and cherry pick a few, then I would definitely um, point you in the direction of this one. The, the, the one man that's probably been in the octagon with most of these people is Mark Goddard. Uh, and that that, oh. uh, that episode's a real cracker. Just getting the kind of, you know, arguably the greatest, you know, up there, you know, definitely without a shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest um, refs in the business and it is a real insight into that job and uh, he's smart with his words he's Mark yeah I mean that's the thing Mark, Mark yeah Mark was another one of those ones like Dan where you're just like so knowledgeable about the sport yeah. could chat to him for absolute hours it, it felt like I had so much more to ask him and we'd already been going about an hour uh, so I'm definitely happy to have Mark on again at, at some point in the future he was a great guest Graham Boylan Cage yeah. Warriors president that was a really phenomenal chat as well um, and obviously there's the Cage Warriors double trouble coming up in December as well and we're hoping to get a few people on before uh, that happens one of which we've already had on was uh, we had a, a, an interview with the Hardwick brothers double which is trouble funny- personified yeah, it's one of our uh, one of our funniest interviews is the Hardwick brothers and George Hardwick is fighting for the uh, vacant lightweight belt. Joel McColgan uh, has um, given up the belt for the time being. He's got some stuff going on. He should be back to try and reclaim it at some point next year, I think. But for now, uh, George Hardwick will be fighting. I can't remember his name. Ben. I can't know. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher it, but I will look that up. Uh, But he's fighting, George Hardwick's fighting for the vacant lightweight Cage Warriors title. 
and yeah the, the George and Harry Hardwick episode is, is an absolute cracker as well So, but there's loads there's absolutely loads to, to pick from like nearly 60 I think there's 60 episodes now Blake we've been doing it bloody ages it just feels like we're still only doing it a few months but yeah 60 yeah, episodes yeah well I mean it's still like when was it March we first started something like that March of this year so we've been going what like, to be fair it's been like seven or eight months yeah. and uh, yeah it I'm still blimey, feels really sport, fresh yeah. we have yeah. we're giving you all the, all the top guests you lucky all the top guests yeah. and we're going to keep trying to do that in the future as well so check out all those episodes and subscribe we'll see you next time bye bye bye